Hello everyone, this episode of yet another Learn to Lead series. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Choi Yu Chan. Choi, a chef, a lawyer by profession, a leader, a podcaster. Choi was born and raised in the Netherlands and is now a partner of the Equatia Group living in Hong Kong. Choi advises companies with their business in Asia and based on a long-term relationship. Now, Choi says she moved to Hong Kong to make life more interesting. Now, what I would say about Choi, why she is interesting is her driver's perspective on different cultures. Being a Chinese-Dutch, Choi feels in between cultures she tried to build bridges between cultures all through her life from her bringing up in Netherlands to Shanghai to Hong Kong. I'm very curious to talk about Choi, talk to Choi and listen from her on the basic leadership experiences. Over to you, Choi. If I think about my whole background history, what is uh, an important phase is that I was born in the Netherlands and grew up as Chinese immigrant in a small village. We had a family restaurant uh, selling Chinese food. And I think the first 10 years of my life I was really confused about what is normal because, yeah, you grow up and you think your parents are normal. And if you are in their natural habit or cultural uh, habitat, then it doesn't, um, there's not so much of a contrast. But because we're yeah, in a small village where there was no Chinese community, it became yeah, really clear quite young already that what we do in the family is really not the same what other families around us were, were doing. Um, so it's really bridging those two cultures and finding your way in that um that has a yeah that's deep rooted in me I think and uh, I also started working in the restaurant early on and I think that there my interest came um, to 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 talk with people because as a Chinese restaurant it's um, there's a lot of takeaway as well takeaway function but also people come in and, and eat but all kind of levels in the society are open to it and they they like it so you see all sorts of people and because they're waiting for their food to come or for the takeaway, it makes perfectly sense to have a chat with them. And uh, yeah, people of all walks of life, all kinds of backgrounds, they all have interesting stories and, and yeah, uh, experience to share. I learned a lot from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Netherlands is really a nice country, but it's also uh, very boring, like I always say. <laughs> It's very well arranged and organized. So um, I think that for some people that works, not for me. So uh, yeah, after working for a couple of years in a law firm where politics were also playing a big role, I, I didn't really feel very excited about my life. And um, I happened to have the opportunity to do business trips to China. And I was in Shanghai in 2005. And it, yeah, it's so, it was so exciting to be there and you could just feel the, the buzz and the vibe uh, and the, yeah, it was changing. And I, I felt really like, oh, I, I wish I would just be here longer than these two days. 
And back home, then, yeah, just some brainstorming with my brother and then decided um, that I would quit my job and go to Shanghai to first study Mandarin because I speak Cantonese at home. And um, yeah, uh, just for a couple of months and then see further. So uh, and a, those couple of months uh, changed into um, 15 years right now. And uh, yeah, still happy to uh to be yeah, after Shanghai for 10 plus years, um, I moved here around five years ago to Hong Kong. Mm. And uh, yeah, which is completely different society. And also from from professional point of view is really different, different rules. And um, yeah, and also, uh, yeah, of course, uh, more imbalance, I think, for someone like me, because in Shanghai, you're, I was much more an outsider than I am here. So that's a different kind of experience again. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I can go on about my uh, business as well, but uh, yeah. Um, so that is uh, really um, um, uh, a diverse experience you have got from your upbringing. I think it is in your roots that you tend to meet people and you get curious about them. And uh, uh, I could see that uh, people service coming along to you in your profession as well uh, as a lawyer. And uh, so what I would like to ask you is, uh, how did it all begin, this podcasting? How do you know that you could do so much? Did you know that you could do so much when you started? You know, what inspired you to take up this podcasting? It's completely to, yeah. a different thing compared to what you were doing yeah. before. Now, to be honest, I'm always scared of technical things uh, and I shouldn't be. I think that everything that, that you, you can learn it, but um, uh, that's also what I learned through podcasting, that you should not be limited by your fears. And uh, no, I would have never thought about podcasting, but my friend who was a very creative uh, person uh, who's always trying new things and, and knows what's going on in uh, marketing, social media, digital development. He tried, he did a trial with me and my friend and I, and we were just using his mobile phone and the sound quality was really impressive. And then he also mentioned to me how to um, start a channel and actually, I asked him as a co-host um, because immediately I got a lot of ideas in my mind. Um, I thought about making it a company podcast mm. and talking about our, our uh, clients and my colleagues about more legal topics. Uh, and I asked, because I didn't want to do it alone, I asked my friend to co-host. But yeah, 10, uh, 4, 12, he uh, got sick and uh, he left me alone there and I was really nervous about the technical part but uh, yeah as you uh, face then um, you know it's faith that you then are uh, have to face it and uh, and what is scary uh, overcome it it will become your strength so yeah then uh, I became independent doing it uh, the, the, the interviewing and my first interview, it didn't become a, a company podcast because I, I asked a friend who was an entrepreneur to come on. And it was a very long interview. Um, and I didn't want to have discussions with my business partners about the content too much. So I changed it into my podcast, and um, which was also a good step, I think, because it, it just gives me more freedom 
to select the people I want to interview. And I, I already noticed very quickly that the two legal topics is hard for audience to engage with. Mm. So it became more like uh, personal and, um, and, and also the interview really based on personal relationship and, and, and my interests as well. Okay, so uh, what I found it interesting in your podcast is uh, the simple language you use and the simple people that you chose. And when we talk about entrepreneurs or, uh, you know, they are not uh, big people coming from a big uh, enterprise background. They are simple people beginning with something simple and then growing up from there. but I think that uh, all of my guests uh, are uh, very inspiring. And what I learned in general from it is that the people you're surrounded with uh, actually all have a very special story. And that is also what I'm trying to, to do is to show people that, yeah, indeed, you don't have to uh, be uh, very famous or rich or do really drastic things. Um, everyone can do it. And especially entrepreneurs are interesting because they are non-standard usually and they have to go a little bit out of their way. Sometimes they're wired like this. They're born like this, born entrepreneurs. Sometimes they have this uh, drive and then later on or sometimes it's just circumstances. But it's all like they see an opportunity and they take it. And um, yeah, a lot of them also don't have role models and especially when it comes to doing business in a different culture that you are in. And I think that if you listen to all those stories, then it will give you courage also to do something that you thought is not possible. Mm. And I think during the whole podcast journey is that uh, because as a lawyer or as a corporate counsel advisor, you always approach people or engage with people in a certain way. You're trying to solve their problems and as a podcaster it's a completely different angle and I really enjoyed that so much because you could just offer something to people without anything in return and and, and it's, it's so equal I learned something and and they are also happy that someone is listening to the story and absolutely. um absolutely yeah That's so I term simple what I was uh, that uh, mentioning about at the beginning what attracted me was about uh, anybody can do it with you know humble simple efforts at one step at a time so how you spoke about you know you could give a diverse perception another part of you as service to people through podcasting other than what you could do in your law profession that is what is the best thing about your podcasting, definitely. So, um, I uh, how many episodes is it now? Yeah, sixty-one, I think now. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. but it's also indeed you. You did you, you. I also changed more from corporate to social awareness. I think, mm -hmm. and that is uh, yeah something. And, and who knows? It's it can change back as well. Um, yeah, but I, I feel very comfortable with the different storylines that are now entrepreneurship, legal topics, inspiring people. Yeah, and uh, people are doing something for the community. Yeah, I think that's um, 
Yes, so that is definitely giving a lot of uh, the, uh, knowledge about uh, you to people as well. And uh, it is a silent conversation, even if you are not connected. That's the best thing about podcasting is uh, uh, what I felt. So while, while, uh, while, we took, while I took an appointment with Choi for the podcasting, and uh, when she was not with me, I was actually listening to her podcast and knowing more about Choi. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it was open and it was published. Definitely a, a, a permitted uh, channel. So uh, it was a good thing that I could access and understand and uh, go through those stories. Uh, really mm. enlightening. Oh, thank you. That's nice to hear. Yeah, I, I think I also have to, yeah, become more professional, trying to make it a little bit more smoothly. Um, and I'm also learning in editing and also the interview mm -hmm. format. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it, it's it's still is a it's it's still challenging and more time consuming than in the beginning for some strange reason. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Joy, I I also observed some uh, variations from beginning podcasts to the towards now. It is getting a bit more. You have a, a very professional voice, and uh, did you <laughs> so did you take up uh, some comments or some uh, or uh, uh, a change there? Did you change uh, I... yourself or trying to improve? Yeah, trying, but the uh, feedback is quite minimum, actually. I mean, maybe people are too polite. I think uh, taking it to Toastmasters to uh, have a session there that, that uh, yeah, helped. Um, yeah, it's also kind of direction that you want to go because there are very famous uh, radio DJs and podcasters who would just have very natural interviews who don't edit anything. While you can also make it very smoothly and there's software out there to really filter all the us out. And um, and I use a lot of yeah and uh, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to control. Um, yeah, but then indeed, how much do you want to prep your guests also for smooth and short answers or you just want them to be natural in the interview? So yeah, that is also uh, a development. Exactly. And I think that every exactly. podcaster also has to so decide Exactly, exactly. Yeah, also yeah. With, the, with the video footage or not. And uh, yeah, but it's, it also has to do with time. How much time do you, uh, yeah. And you also, your guests, some guests have a lot of uh, experience with uh, in, being interviewed and some less and uh, some are more demanding than others about the outcome. Mm, yeah. All right, all right. But entrepreneurs are usually quite straightforward people. They will be very practical and they are not so, they're they fine with not being so polished. They are not so scared of coming across in a certain way. So most entrepreneurs will just say, yeah, let's try and, you know, put it out there. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's uh, quite a bit about uh, podcasting, you know, because um, this is all you need, you know. Why do we need to wait for? Just go ahead and converse yeah. and put out your thoughts. Get yourself to know more. And as in this exactly. journey, we are learning a lot. Uh, so I wish all our viewers great podcasting. If you have not started yet, please uh, start yourself uh, conversing with the whole world, seeing yourself. And maybe it is it is also a good way to converse, to go back and review your own thoughts, isn't it? 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, space for new podcasting, for content online, I think. And um, I heard people saying, yeah, everyone should indeed have their own podcast channel and show. I completely agree with you that this should be encouraged. It's very easy to do. And yeah, you learn a lot about yourself and the people around you. And yeah, give it a try. And um, I always say about my podcast as well as, you know, I have listened to this interview. So I'm already enlightened by it. So that is already uh, I, yeah, I'm all, I wouldn't say, okay, you know, just one listener, I would be satisfied, but yeah, it's not wasted. Even if you're the only one who is in that interview, you have learned from it. So it's, it's still, it's good enough. Yeah. find that leadership and that um, support from the people around you? Yeah, they kind of grew naturally um, because I joined an existing organization. And at that time, there was one founder, um, or there were two founders, but they, they separated in time. And uh, because of the change of identity, me and another uh, senior associate got the opportunity to become partners. So we are in this team uh, for 15 years and uh, in partnership for 12 years now. So it became, yeah, those two other business partners, um, we know each other very well. And uh, yeah, we have a really good mode how we work with each other. So yeah, if I look at the business, it's not something that I accomplished completely by myself from scratch. It is something that we have built together. And um yeah, that was a very interesting journey as well, because coming to China, I, I studied Dutch law. I did not study Chinese law. Mm. So in the beginning, I also didn't really understand what my added value would be. But I had nothing to lose. And I thought it will be a great adventure for a year anyway. But yeah, there is a lot of cultural difference between uh, Europe and China, as you can imagine. And I could imagine what my clients were struggling with and uh, yeah and after a couple of years because of uh, having really practical experience it is yeah I'm like a guide for my client basically uh, and I can coordinate the team to provide the support that the client is looking for and in a way that he can work with it so I think until this day uh, cultural differences is still a struggle it is, um, yeah, I'm learning still about this every day and struggling about what type of leadership as well has to do with the mixed cultural background, also maybe gender, age, you know, which is also changing from time to time. The team is changing from time to time. So, yeah, that is uh, quite challenging. And as a woman, sometimes actually it's an advantage because, um yeah, people can relate more to to me or and especially you know when the there are women who are having fam starting families uh then i could be more bridging and and explaining what the, the struggles are and yeah in the meantime the, my male partners also have a family but it's still different from their angle and i i think that diversity is therefore therefore very good to have a management that is diverse so that everyone or as much as possible feels represented. Um, yeah, but most of our clients, I have to say, most of our clients are European or Western. 
and they are are more familiar with the way they behave and what they need than the other way around. Although living in Asia for 15 years and having a Chinese family, sometimes it's still a mystery to me. Even with my own family, I'm still learning that it's like. And actually, the more I know, the more it's confirmed that it's a completely different system. And look at life and in all kinds of topics and all kinds of uh, dealing with each other. And I think that we should not underestimate it, but get aware of that. And that would actually help with, with connecting with each other. Yes, yes. I, 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 really, I totally agree with you. It is about getting connected with the different aspects of life, uh, including the cultural differences. So I remember once I've uh, heard this uh, from uh, Indira Nui, the Pepsi uh, CEO, former Pepsi mm-hmm. CEO, woman. So the question to her was, how can a woman do it all? You know, balancing work, business, um, and uh, leadership, and then family. Uh, and the honest answer she gave was, the women cannot have it all. You just have to manage it all uh, what is your thought on this uh, to all the women out there how can we manage it all yeah i have to say that i'm lucky that i have a very strong mother backing me up um and i always joke that uh, you know we're two women and we can replace easily a team of four or six people because uh we both do so much and so in a more easily way, I, I would say, because my mother also, she managed the restaurant. My, my father passed away very unexpectedly. So as a Chinese woman with three small kids, um, she had to survive as well. So she has been through a lot and uh, that makes her very strong, which has advantages and disadvantages. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can, she, she really didn't want me to struggle by myself. So um, uh, from birth of my son, when I already uh, knew I was going to uh, raise him by myself, she will already join me and, and help me and yeah, share the burden. So um, I, I agree, you cannot have it all. Uh, you have to uh, make decide for yourself what is, has your priority. And I think also, of course, you know, uh, kids uh, change and need different things. Um, so you have to adapt to that as well. I think it's easier for me actually to have my own business because I can arrange it um, more flexible. And also I have one, one kid, which is of course different when you have uh, two or more. Well, okay, I have to say that one kid that I have, that is really a handful as well. But now he is eight. So I do see it is getting a little, yeah, different, of course. He still needs support, but uh, it's different. Yeah, no, but I I really make it a priority. I spend uh, my whole weekend with him. Like we're all the time together. So I don't do anything uh, without him unless it's really like, yeah, very exceptional. And uh, I bring him to school every morning uh, where because of transportation, we, we spend quite a lot of time then together. And on Tuesday and Thursday, I just uh, bring him to his activities, um, fo- football and stuff like that, because I don't want my mom who's not so uh, super uh, athletic anymore to uh, do so much of, of these groundwork. 
and then yeah it can happen that i'm on the football field and uh, doing my calls with um, with a team or with my clients and uh, and if not i'm running around to stay fit <laughs> yeah so it's yeah then it's just a yeah way of organizing it and also to um, be selective in your um, commitments i think because I, st- I still want to also spend time on the things that i like mm-hmm. and uh and or that are good for me years back we had less women as you hear in business or as CEO or as leaders but in the past 20 years things have changed you could see more women in the workforce at the leadership positions so but still struggling still a lot of talk is going about the women leadership the glass ceiling what would you like to say about uh, those what would you give as an advice or a recommendation to them. I I became also really aware more and more lately uh, how how far we got, actually. It is not that long ago that women had absolutely no right, but a different life. My mother had to, she was ordered from her family to stop education. When she was born, the first reaction was, oh, that is uh, not going to, uh, that's going to cost us money instead of bringing money in. That's just one generation ago. And we are very privileged because we are educated now and free to do what we, what we, what we are doing and have our business and have it all. And we should be really grateful about that and see it also as, as our task indeed to fully make use of it and to inspire people to have the strength to stand up and get the best out of themselves. Um, I think men and women both have to do it, of course, but yeah, there is a change for sure. And it, uh, because I think we are also more aware that the sitting uh, people in power, that they also made a mess actually of a lot of things that are very important, like climate and uh, a, a more fair division of uh, resources. And I think that, I'm not saying that the women should completely rule the world, but a more balanced is, yeah, more different people will represent different groups. And uh, yeah, then it will hopefully be a better place for us all. I think that is really the aim that we should all have it better. And that if we use all our energy and resources and everything that we have in us to do that, it would make a huge difference. Yes. So where we uh, talk about coexisting and balancing and then, you know, working together. And uh, that's, that's the whole point. Definitely. It is not about just one gender. It is definitely about uh, how we can achieve together is the whole point. I, I even uh, I think about it the same way. Um, going ahead, yeah, sure Joy. Do, and, yeah. Yes. So going about it, Joy. Um, what What is your future plans now? What are the thoughts that's coming to your mind with all that uh, platform that you see around? Recently, you had been to the uh, the TEDx talks too. I just saw your picture. 
So what are your future plans? We just have one more minute, uh, the Zoom says. Yeah, business, to, just to get better in everything that I'm, uh, I'm doing. Yeah, and, uh, and along with that, help as many people to do the same, basically. Better for planet, human beings. Yeah, just and better for myself, just in terms of non-materialistic things, I would say. Thank you, Choi. It was very grateful comment, and I'm very grateful to have you here today and uh, wish you the very best. I hope you enjoyed listening to the experiences of Choi and her diverse perspectives about leadership and work-life work share.